everybody, this is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie, with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I'm fantastic, Robbie. Got a little Christmas episode in June. Yeah, I mean, I'm always down for holidays stuff, kind of. I mean, Christmas is... I, I like I like Christmas a lot, so I'm... I'm so I'll take it, you know? I don't really care when. That's true. I, I prefer good things about Christmas any time of the year. <laughs> Oh, now I got the hiccups. Oh, no. I was going to say, yeah, the that's a good caveat. Good. Good things about Christmas. Things that make sense, let's say. Things that are interesting about Christmas. Things things that make sense and involve characters we love acting like themselves. Yeah. About that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hi, guys. We are brought to you by Sports on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show. For only $2 a month, you can gain access to all of our bonus content, a bunch of uh, back catalog stuff that we've recorded over the years now of doing it. Uh, we thank everyone out there who helps us, helps support the show. We really appreciate you. This week's episode is Tis the 15th Season, episode F-A-B-F-O-2, originally aired December 14th, 2003, written by Michael Price, directed by Stephen Dean Moore. Received a 6.6 rating with 11.3 million viewers. Uh, it got destroyed by 60 Minutes that, ni- that night, though, Matt. 60 Minutes. Uh, that's much. What, what was this 60 Minutes about, do we know? Uh, that it was. This literally was the day after Saddam Hussein was, was captured. So, Wow, okay. So, yeah. Sorry, Simpsons. Yeah, they, they still did fine. A lot of people were like, I don't want to go watch terrible, depressing news coverage i want to see my funny f- family do things in the christmas times which is i mean that those things do happen in this episode okay there is christmas the simpsons are in it Th- those facts are not debatable if the episode makes sense well that's a different story uh the couch guy the family members dr- fly in dress as popular anime characters now matt before i list them do, of these did you how many did you recognize Honestly, I'm not even sure I saw the couch gag. Oh, man. Um, I recognized all but one of them because there are Bart is Astro Boy, the Homer's Ultraman, two for two, Lisa Sailor Moon, three for three, then Marge as a character I do not recognize, June or Jun, one of the two, from Science Ninja Team Gachamon. Interesting. Uh, that's, yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. But then finally, Maggie is Pikachu. Which, yeah, everyone knows Pikachu. So I feel like all of those except for Marge are pretty well known. I, I don't know about Ultraman. Maybe Ultraman. Ultraman, I feel like he's a he's the, the, the if you see Ultraman, you go, oh, that guy. You might not know. Yeah. You might not have ever watched Ultraman, but you can go, oh, that Japanese character, anime character. He's pretty like, oh, it's that. Um, but I like it. You know, I like the, I like looking at these kind of now now at this this point very Astro Boys. I would, Astro Boy is cr- very good manga. If you want to go hunt it down and read it, I've read a lot of Astro Boy. It's very good. Um, so it begins, Matt, with letting everyone know it's Christmas time. Uh, we have, uh, well, it's very important we let everyone know. It's the first thing that happens is the, the family is watching a Christmas special. Krusty and a lot of other TV personalities putting on their, uh, the channel, whatever. Christmas special Kent Brockman is unfortunately in rehab again. Um, Krusty seems very salty about, but you know, it's Krusty. I mean, 
Krusty, considering his habits, probably thinks Ken Brockman is just, you know, maybe taking it a little bit too easy. Hey, come on. Do your job. I'm here. You should be here, too. Um, Homer says goodbye to his toes over for the holiday break, which I can empathize with that. They can just you're just like, eh, it's Christmas. Who cares? I'm gonna gain sixteen pounds over this, over four days because I'm just gonna. That's my hobby over the holidays is to eat food. Uh, Marge puts sweater. We had we had a montage basically after this. We got a montage of Christmas stuff. They're decorating. Uh, Homer is I think kills a couple birds with some Christmas lights. Uh, puts Homer. Marge puts sweaters on the pets, including Homer, etc., etc., etc. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna try. And, some positives about this episode, Matt, because this episode is, I don't think this episode's bad. I think it's kind of mediocre in the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Be- and, and it's very promising at first. I think that's the, the most upsetting thing about it. I, I think it's, it, it has a really good start and a really good potential. And then it kind of squanders it all. And you're like, ah, come on. You're so close. Um, because it gets kind of because it's a Christmas episode, it feels like they are getting to stuff real fast. Like we start the, the episode, it's Christmas. Here's we're getting in the mood, we're decorating, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We jump to the plant where we find out it is uh, time for the the power plant's secret Santa, and we also discover that Homer is a bad secret Santa. Hey Homer, I'm your secret Santa. Merry Christmas, big guy. Oh my God. A DVD player. And the first season of Magnum P.I. with commentary by John Hilleman. Apparently, working in Hawaii was a pleasure. Oh, Carl, you remembered I like TV. Who's my secret Santa? Uh, I think it's Homer. Oh, yes, I am. Your president's right in the other room. Come on, machine, take my dollar. Fine, we'll play it your way. Here you go, Lenny. May the spirit of Retson be with you all year long. God bless God. Amen. This gift stinks. Homer, you're the most selfish man I know. So, what? We're a couple minutes in, and it feels like this episode's introducing the conflict in this episode. It's introducing what we're going to be. It's Homer and his selfishness. Right. He needs to find some way to fix that. Right. And that's going to be the problem. It's going to be Homer's going to be, he's going to be selfish. He's going to fix that selfishness at the end and then happy, merry Christmas, moral, whatever. Um, we get Burns coming in uh, and he gives out cafeteria vouchers as a Christmas bonus. But then he also gives Homer a, a Joe DiMaggio rookie card or at least a Joe DiMaggio baseball card. I don't know if it's, is, did he say rookie card? But I don't remember. He doesn't say rookie card. He just says, you know, baseball card. Yeah. Young whippersnapper. Yeah. He uses, you know, old timey terms. Um, which, and yeah, a card like that in mint condition worth a lot of money. Homer takes it to a comic book guy, and it um, comic book guy just dumps the entire cash register out for Homer. Which, quite frankly, if that actually is a, a rookie card, is probably still not enough, because I can't imagine the cash register of the Android dungeon being full. No, I can't imagine. Yeah, that DiMaggio card is worth probably more than comic book guy has I, on hand, I'm guessing, but, you know... The, you can't take, you can't get paid in imaginary money. It's like a, when you're you're playing Skyrim and you go to a shop and they don't, they only have two thousand gold. They can't give you more than they have for something. Right. It's important I get a Skyrim metaphor in here, Matt. Um, 
was I saying? The, okay, so boom, we have in I, I think this also like it it speaks to the inefficiency of other episodes where oh we need the family to have a lot of money. Well, how do we do that? Uh, well, Burns shows up, gives Homer something that's worth a lot of money, and he sells it. And it happens in the span of a minute. In less than a minute, suddenly, oh, the family has this windfall that now we can use as a plot device. But it does it very quickly, and I think I pre I appreciate that. Um, it's it has it has some there's some jokes in here along the way that I thought were funny. I like Burns' comment about Jim DiMaggio and letting them letting ethnic uh guy in back in the leagues, you know, back in the forties. Um comic book guys getting cheated cheeto dust on the card there's there's little character bits here and there that are enjoyable and fun um now that the family has a bunch of money they go to the rich people mall i didn't i i don't know i i can't remember the first time i went to a rich people mall matt i believe the first time i went to at the time was considered a rich people mall was the altamont mall here in orlando and uh it is not that now. Uh, we have much fancier malls. <laughs> Mall millennia. It probably wasn't even that fancy, but it was way better than what I was used to. Yeah, the the, the I I think yes, the Sanford. I like the mall. Like I was used to my crap mall that in the local crap mall, and so when I went to like normal person, nice mall, city mall, I guess I was like blown away by it. And then you go to an actual like really fancy rich people mall, and you're like, oh, I get it. It's full of. It's full of stores I don't want to shop at, except that one that has really nice shoes. I want those. Yeah. I want those boots. Oh, they cost five hundred dollars. Mm. Guess I'm not getting those boots. Yeah, this is a time when the internet was still uh, getting more popular, but people weren't used to shopping for pretty much everything online. So it's it's nowadays you're like, oh, we go to the fancy mall. Why? <laughs> I mean, you have to go to the Apple Store once a year to take in your. To, to get the apple thing matt uh huh sure you do sure you do i mean that's the only reason i've gone <laughs> i'm i'm off i'm on android now but for a long time it was the only reason go to apple store so you can get a phone or something um they don't want to order it but they go to the the rich people wall and uh we get a fair, i will say this a fun montage a fun shopping montage i like this it's very appropriate for The Simpsons. Yeah, Bart goes to, like, the sharper image-type store and is playing an educational video game before he catches that it's educational. Marge goes to the, the men's underwear store to buy something nice for Homer. But then, we cut to Homer, and he is shopping uh, when something incredible, incredible in quotes, in sneer quotes, catches his eye. Doing pretty good so far. Uh, keyring for Marge, keyring for Bart. <gasps> that thing for me! Oh, God, it's so unnecessary! Oh, you have excellent taste. This is our finest talking astrolabe. It also comes with a notepad and pen that works upside down. I'm upside down so much! Oh, if I buy this, I won't have anything left for a Christmas tree. Today is the birthday of comedian Margaret Cho. That's the birthday I'm always forgetting. I must have it. What a mom. Can we get our big Christmas tree now? Uh, sure, you know it. <laughs> the biggest tree from the finest lot in town. Unfortunately, Homer has spent almost all their money on an astrolabe. I know. I just feel like they probably wouldn't even have noticed until Christmas at least. And he could have gotten a few more. Well, as we find out that tomorrow was like December 6th. So he would have had almost a month of 
good feelings from the family if all he just saved just enough money to get a good treat. They wouldn't have known what a selfish jerk he is until then. And I feel like that would have been the more interesting episode is Homer realizing like if Homer would still get them something nice and then Homer would have guilt for the entire month of December that the family's going to find out on Christmas uh, day that he was a, a, a super big jerk. That would have been a very interesting one for me. But this is a way you could go to. It's not this isn't necessarily bad. It's just the direction they take it is the pro i think that's the problem that i think there is an infinite amount of variables where you could have done this instead of that or this instead of that it's the fact that they don't have any of it pay off really it, it, it i think that's the thing where you introduce this conflict and it doesn't ever get resolved really or it gets resolved so quickly that you're confused about what this episode's actually about so they have no they only have a couple dollars left for a real christmas for a christmas tree and so they go to the bad part of town to buy a cheap tree which ignites when homer rubs his hand on it i guess cuz it's so dried out that that amount that small amount of friction is enough to start a fire sure it's fine i mean this is all fine to me none of this is a problem to me like this is a, just another way to you know look we they are showing how homer has is being selfish and how it is affecting his family all perfect all fine i i don't like i think some of the jokes are funny some of it's a little rough whatever i don't i don't i i think the plot itself is strong enough and the jokes are strong enough that it doesn't there's no no overwhelmingly negative stuff going on it feels like even like wow end of the, this entire first act is about really one thing it's what we've been begging them to do um so homer gets they get the tree they get a crap tree back to the house and the family kind of discovers what homer has done i thought we had enough money for a good tree homer is there something you're not telling us it is 6 31 p.m in montreal the moon is waxing tonight what's that uh woohoo maggie's talking wasted our money on something extravagant for yourself. There's a trickle-down theory here. If I'm happy, I'm less abusive to the rest of you. No, Dad. This time you were just plain selfish. I am not returnable. <laughs> I will be testing my smoke alarm for the next three hours. <laughs> this is sadder than Tuesdays with Maury. <laughs> Tuesdays with Maury, huh? Interesting. At the time, it was applicable. There's oh, okay. You don't know. You don't know. Do you know what Tuesdays with Maury is at all, Matt? I do not. Okay. It was a. It's a. It's a very sad book. I don't know if they ever made it a, mo a, a movie or a TV show or something. They probably did. It's a very kind of maudlin. It's a Mitch album. Do you know Mitch album? Mitch album. I don't believe so, no. Okay, Matt. Sorry, my bad, Ryan. I don't know anything about anyone. Yeah, it's Mitch album writes like very cloying. He, he was a, 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 a sports columnist, but then he wrote, started writing these very cloying. I don't know. This book is about of him visiting a, a, an old professor of his that dies and it's, and he's oh. he's slowly dying so it's, and it's kind of like the the mo episode where he goes to visit his professor and the professor has cancer and walks into the lake no this book 
it's not that the book is bad. It's just very like, oh, it's like it's just a book you read to be sad. I'm just like, ah, whatever. It's not really. I don't know. I don't like Mitch Album the man, oh, so okay. it's not Fair gonna. Enough. But it's he's just continue. Mitch Album is just continually written. Five people you meet in heaven. Do you know that one, Matt? That does sound familiar. He just he just has pumped out these kind of cloying crap. I would call it, but that's just me. Um, but I, it's appropriate reference at the time, I think. So that's the end of the act. Uh, the family, we have a conflict. Homer is selfish, needs to make up for his selfishness with the family. We go to commercial. Eight minutes and seven seconds. And when we come back, we have Marge and Homer in bed, where Marge attempts to basically explain to Homer why everyone is mad. Come on, Marge. I'm not the only selfish person. You have to get your hair done at Supercuts. I guess regular cuts just isn't good enough for you. You just don't get it, do you? Christmas is a time to think of others. But today you showed you only care about yourself. That's not true. I cared what you thought once you found out. You can sleep on the couch tonight. Can't you yell at me now and get it over with? No. I'm going to parcel my anger out over the next few days and weeks, jabbing at you just when you seem the most content. Oh. So, yes, at this point, Marge is saying, hey, you did something stupid. I'm going to let you know that repeatedly and over and over again, which doesn't exactly seem fair. But, you know, Homer's been a jerk so far this episode. So, hey, we will go with that. Homer, of course, at this point has to go sleep on the couch. But instead, he cuddles with his astrolabe and decides to watch terrible, terrible Christmas movies. Uh, mostly the one that has an impact on him is the one that's basically a Christmas carol with uh, Mr. McGrew. Uh, Mr. Magoo parody, uh, where Mr. Magoo gets his or McGrew gets his head, you know, burned by, you know, sticking his head in a uh, coal oven. So, haha, hilarious. Uh, but the next morning, Homer realizes that how he has been uh, not the greatest person in the world. But the kids try to explain to him that, oh yes, that's a Christmas Carol that's been around forever, even though Homer is acting like it's brand new. I just saw the greatest cartoon of all time. It was about a miser who was visited by three ghosts at Christmas. And get this, he learns a lesson. Dad, what you saw was A Christmas Carol. It was written by Charles Dickens 160 years ago. Yeah, TV writers have been milking that goat for years. Reform, Ebenezer Urkel. You have alienated everyone who loved you. Did I do that? Report, Mr. Solo. Captain, there appears to be some sort of spirit from an Earth holiday past. Mr. Scott, fire photon torpedoes. It's no use, Captain. He's showing visions of me future. God, I'm so fat. I said fire. That last one looked kind of good. Marge, TV and nightmares have joined forces to teach me a lesson. From now on, I will stop being selfish and start being good. In fact, I'll be the nicest man in town. You've made that promise before. Yes, but this time I'm sober-ish. So, what we thought the episode was going to be about was Homer realizing his selfishness, but instead, as soon as the second act starts, uh, not a little over a third of the way through the episode, Homer has already realized that, and the episode, it turns out, is going to be about how he is going to make amends for that. Which is, okay. Uh, because there's a lot of build-up to the actual conflict of the episode, which is coming down the line. Uh, Homer swears to be good. Uh, he decides to take a bunch of his old clothes to the homeless and get there even before Flanders does. It turns out Homer has a lot of extra clothing and all of it smells terrible because it's Homer. Haha, he smells bad. I mean, that's I, fine. I'm going to say, Matt, is this stuff got me. I like all the homeless people dressed like Homer and the one of them saying, my old 
Pickett smelled better. I mean, like, you know, it's like simple jokes. I liked it. I'll take it. I think I, I also yeah. want to say I like all the Christmas parodies, that all the Christmas shows that they watch. I think it's a strength of this episode is, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a crutch, but eh, I like, you know, the tarot. I don't. I'm going to hear. I'm, I'm going to say this. Man. You already you kind of talked about this already, but I don't like Mr. Magoo. Nope. Not that funny. It's because you're just making fun of people who have poor eyesight. I don't like Mr. Magoo. I don't, it's just, yeah, it's just, it, there's a single joke in Mr. Magoo. It's like, oh, this guy's old and he can't see. I'm like, okay, cool, funny joke. Do it a hundred times. Um, but I, I don't mind the parody and all that stuff. That's fine. Uh, I, you know, it's all Christmassy stuff. Uh, it's fun, you know? Homer not knowing Christmas Carol, I'll take it. Because apparently no one else in all of fiction knows about the Christmas Carol either. Which is what they're kind of also referring to. I remember the family mat like they make a family matters joke about Christmas Carol. I remember a family matters Christmas Carol. That was a real thing. I thought that was just a joke. I thought fam- I'm pretty sure every show on TGIF had a Christmas Carol episode, a Christmas Carol type Dude, episode. That is probably true. It feels like ever all of them did. I think you're legally required if you write a sitcom from the, literally the birth of sitcoms till this very day you must include a christmas carol episode like this is not a lie like the simpsons like yes every show in history it's like oh oh we needed a christmas episode let's do a take on a christmas carol but they've done that before uh well let's do it funnier let's do it weird like i'm sure community had a let's let's get a little weird with it i'm pretty sure they all every show that's ever existed does a christmas carol it's fine it's a good conceit you know ghosts come and do jokes that's hilarious (laughs) so anyway uh at this point uh flanders is a little ticked off but he's just happy that oh you know the the homos are being taken care of that's what really matters here uh homer then continues on of his spree uh, of, of generosity and he gets Lenny a decent gift. Not a great one. He gets him a, a photo cube, which is fine. He, he even uh, files down the corner so it doesn't poke him in the eye, which is not something generally an adult needs to worry about. But OK, sure. Uh, however, next up is probably the nicest thing Homer has ever done. And in fact, is probably the least selfish thing he has ever done his entire life. And Marge recognizes this. Marge, do you want this last pork chop? <gasps> I dreamed of the day you'd say that. <laughs> oh, your thoughtfulness tastes so good. <laughs> and tears are the sweetest sauce. All right, now you're starting to creep me out. Uh, so yes, as you can see, uh, Marge is a little over-enthusiastic about it. But hey, Homer offering somebody else food, pork chops nonetheless, is something that I don't think we've ever seen in all of The Simpsons because Homer loves food that much. So, hey, all right, fair enough. It's uh, like, I don't, again, I don't necessarily mind this because, hey, maybe it's going somewhere. Maybe we're going to get to something meaningful about Homer's kindness and selfishness and selflessness, and it's going to mean something. Right, Matt? Right? Maybe. Maybe. Let's let's see if you're right, Robbie. Oh, okay. Uh, we then get a bit about Homer uh, being good to uh, or being good at getting extra money out of the prisoners at the church. He is one of the. Uh, did your church ever have a special name? I, I feel like at my church growing up, it was the deacons that did this. But is there a special name for someone who gets the money from people? We just put, we didn't. Even, I don't. What I recall, Matt, I haven't gone to church in decades. Uh, I remember from my youth is just a just a collection plate and i don't even think 
there's like I I guess it was a deacon that did it. I don't remember. Like I, it wasn't like someone actually like went around person to person. We just passed the plate around. I don't know. There's hundreds okay. of people I think in the last my last church. So hundreds right. and hundreds. It was not a small church. It was very large. So I don't I don't remember. I, we did not have anyone okay. with like a little I don't know <laughs> a little pole with like a little basket at the end. They didn't have that. No, because that's that's when you want the big money apparently. <laughs> Uh, because uh, Homer uses it to basically keep bugging Mr. Burns until Mr. Burns all of his money, all of his credit cards, and even his extremely dusty blood, uh, which that's that's a Burns I, joke there for I, you. I, I hey, man, I usually hate this kind of thing. I don't know why it worked on me today, but Burns is staring at the camera and he says, yes, I'm old. Like, that worked. It worked on me to, today. I don't know what it was. It worked. I, I believe that. It, it seems actually really nice. It's one of the better jokes from this episode. Uh, next, we see that Homer has built an ice skating rink in his backyard for not only the town, but he has also gathered the homeless from the homeless shelter or, or the uh, not the, uh, food bank. Uh, Robbie, help. Is that what you'd call it? <laughs> sure, the shelter. It doesn't. I don't know. Okay. I don't think he goes anywhere particular place. He just goes like it, literally before it was an underpass, Matt, so uh, overpass. Like, I don't know. I don't think it matters. Okay. They're, they're not. They don't. There's no character. They're just homeless people. They're like they don't give them any character. They don't have names. They are just met. They're just people, you know. Right. Okay. So uh, at this, however, we see that Flanders is has finally had the last straw. He is coming to help the homeless, and they're not there because Homer has stolen them. And here's where we get the actual conflict. What I can only assume is supposed to be the actual conflict of the, of the episode, which is entirely weird in that Flanders is jealous of Homer. And they're going to butt heads about who can be the most generous. That's where this episode has gone. And as we go to commercial, I'm wiping my hands of it. <laughs> it doesn't work like that, man. Uh-huh. We're both up. We're both responsible. It doesn't just get passed from your hand to mine. Even if most of one of us is mostly doing some of the talking, you know? Uh, if only. So we come back from a commercial at 15 minutes and eight seconds in. And... Homer is on the news. He's being so kind. Ken Brockman, there's a fake news story about Santa Claus getting killed because Homer's kindness has made him obsolete. Um, and now, and we get a, a focus, like you said, now it is now focusing on Flanders. And I don't know why, like, it just gets passed to him. And I, he's not in, in, he's barely in this episode until suddenly flanders walks into the homeless camp and his and homer's already there helping and i don't know why they introduced ned uh you know ned is their christian to in the town is there is the christian guy so i guess they felt like like that's the other thing christmas up into this point has nothing had like the homer's selfishness and kindness is not necessarily very Christmas related. Like, I don't know what, I don't know why they're conflating all of these different things together. I don't know why Ned's jealousy has anything to do with it. Uh, it is just complicating the, 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 the plot. So Ned is jealous and it's suddenly become, I literally typed this question. When did this become a Flanders episode as I was watching it? So Ned, is jealous of Homer's generosity, of his selflessness. So he is going to give everyone in town a present. Okay. Um, 
Great idea. Fantastic idea. Love it. Fantastic idea. At the same time, Homer uh, talks to Lisa about materialism and Buddhism and takes the wrong lesson. Here you go, Principal Skinner, Mrs. Skinner. You're actually giving everyone in town a Christmas present? What's your angle, pervert? <laughs> My angle is giving in this world, living in the next. But how can you afford all this on a widower's salary? Well, actually, I picked up some extra cash renting out my house to a fraternity. Stay out of our medicine cabinet! Pathetic Flanders, thinking he can buy people's love with thoughtful gifts. Cool, Mr. Flanders gave me a crusty brand operation game. Oh, you just tweezed my wang. I'll show Flanders. I'm going to get everyone a car. What's that one good American car? Dad, you don't have to outdo Mr. Flanders. Just remember the spirit of the season. Uh, is it despair? Actually, most people now feel Christmas has gotten too materialistic. In fact, as a Buddhist, I believe people would be a lot happier without presents. Hmm, you've given me a lot to think about. That's a bad thing. Never give Homer something to think about. I do enjoy Rod and or Todd, Rod or Todd yelling, stay out of our medicine cabinet to yes. frat boys. It's very funny. Uh, and I, like, there's still... I think that is the one thing that buoys this episode, even as the plot is going off the rails, is that it largely is has jokes that are in gags that are good. Um, but Homer envisions a, a weird. There's a weird. He has a weird daydream about Buddha uh, and materialism and Buddha running from the cops in a sports yeah. car. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um, I, I I don't know. Like it feels like they have to have a Homer having a, a wacky daydream. It feels like that's feels like oh Homer can't just have a normal. Conver- Remember Homer the heretic, Matt? Yes, I do. Where Homer just has a conversation with God or what he thinks is God. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that. There's not some wacky like he's he's not in an action movie with God. He's just sitting on a cloud talking to God, and the conver- and the jokes in it are from their conversation about and with well written funny conversation about how Homer's conversation with God would go. And you could do the same thing with Buddha, but instead Buddha is running from the cops in an action movie. Okay. Um, but Homer takes the wrong lessons from this. Which is to steal... Okay. Okay, man. And this is where the episode goes. You can do this, Robbie. You can do this. I. It's really frustrating because up until this point, even with the weird Ned stuff thrown in here, you could have easily salvaged this. But everything after this makes zero sense, is off, it is like it is just a tangent. They just fall this tangent into nowhere for no apparent reason. Like, why on earth would you include this? I don't I can't fathom it. So Homer goes to steal all the gifts. The I wanna emphasize this. Everything in this episode everything this is we're literally we're almost 20 minutes into this episode has been about homer trying to make up for his past selfishness by being exceedingly good he builds an ice skating rink for free invites the entire town including homeless people gives them food and clothing gives marge the last pork chop which you just said matt one of the nicest things he's ever done he loves food so much Mm -hmm. he's so kind that he gets on the news and then, from a single conversation with his daughter, he thinks that taking all of the people's presents is the kind thing to do. Which it obviously is, for sure. Uh, 
Homer, again, Homer is an idiot. I'll give you that. But he's human. He's a human man, Matt. Mm-hmm. And no, he's a human man. He under, he knows, like, earlier, like, earlier in this very episode, the his family finds out that he bought this very expensive gift for himself. And they are upset with him and they tell him, no, this is selfish. Why did you do this? And he understands that. Homer is capable of shame. Why on earth would he think that this is acceptable? No one would. There's not a person on earth who knows what Christmas is that thinks stealing people's presents would make it okay. And so here here we go, Matt. I'm going to play this clip and then I'm going to tell you everything wrong with it, okay? This is the Homer Grinch song as he goes throughout the town and steals everyone's presents. You're a hero. Homer J, you're as crafty as a skunk. They'll thank you in the morning for stealing Flanders junk. Homer J, you're a double bacon genius burger and just a little drunk. Okay, so this is the only conclusion I can come to, Matt. This is the only conclusion I can come to. Okay. That they had an idea for this song. And they just found some way to, uh, you know, work it in. Yeah, they had to get to the song. That's the only conclusion I can come to, is that they had to get to the song where Homer is stealing Christmas. So they just had this left hard left turn, hard swerve into homer stealing everyone's christmas even though the rest of this episode doesn't lead to it it doesn't make any sense but they had the idea for this song so they had to do it they decided no the song is great we need to do it i will also add matt that this the song is fine you know i disconnected from the episode right it's a it's a song it's a fine parody of the Grinch song oh yes however during the song homer goes to a poo's house in the process of stealing all these presents, and chloroforms one of Apu's toddlers. Homer chloroforms a baby. Uh-huh, which is what you do. Why? Well, you see, Robbie, Homer's terrible. No, okay, I'm, 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 this is a serious question I'm asking you. There's two options for why they, th- they would do this, right? Okay? And I'm going to ask you which you think it is. Your honest opinion. Okay. Option one. Chloroforming children is funny. That's option one. That sounds about right. Wait, 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 wait. Let me hear me out. Option one, chloroforming children is funny. Option two, chloroforming children is so grossly offensive and terrible, the humor is funny because it's so terrible, because it's so offensive. It's so dark. The absurdity of the darkness is the joke. Which one is well, their, which one is their intent, Matt? I mean, I think I know which one was their intent and which one I would hope for, and they're not the same. Um, that is also my answer. Unfortunately, I just I think what well, ultimately the true answer is that it does not matter because if their intent is not clear, the, all they are doing is having the protagonist of their television show chloroform a baby. And if it is not, if I can't just immediately go, oh, they're like, when I watch Homer's Enemy, 
I don't ever for one moment question the fact that this is all of this is the absurdity of it is the intent that the darkness is the intent that they are highlighting how absurd and dark the actual existence of the people in this television show is with Homer as their protagonist. There's not ever a moment. There's never a doubt in my mind in this. I don't know. That's why I ask. I, I obviously I really don't know if they just think, oh, it's funny that Homer chloroforms a baby. Isn't that hilarious? He kills birds earlier in the show. So, like, I don't think as anything like that's like everything in this episode just tells me they think mean darkness is hilarious. Um, Homer is very obviously uh, chaotic neutral. That's what we could say about him. Homer, that Matt, that is like the biggest indictment of homer as he's been written for the past five years in the show is the fact that he reads like uh that idiot who plays D and just says it's what my character would do yep you are correct oh god that makes me angrier just thinking about it why'd you make why'd you bring that up in my mind why would you do that sorry robbie i don't think you are i don't think you're... i mean not really okay thank you for your honesty uh, and and also like it's compatible with the fact that homer still thinks he's this is he's doing the right thing as he is dousing the presence with gasoline he's like yeah i'm a hero no what he's not that stupid no one is not anyone on earth is that stupid or if they are i don't want to be in my tv show how about that that's fair so everyone wakes up realizes that someone has taken their present presents all everyone in town i guess homer's very busy he sold all the presents from the entire town in one night um and suddenly the whole town is just there how does that happen matt well you see robbie no one else has anything else to do and when they wake up and see that their presents have been stolen what do they do they run off to cause trouble 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 i don't like it's just, it feels it's just like suddenly like we're at warp speed. The the most of this episode feels like it's relatively relatively well paced and feels measured. It feels like we're getting you know whenever there's passage of time we get montages to explain that passage of time. We have we have uh, we're shown how things happen. Homer steals all these presents in a song. Okay, that that's passage of time. I get it. But then suddenly, we all he does is hear everyone waking up angry, and then the entire town is just there. And they're angry at Homer, and they want their presence back, and so they hit him with snowballs, which I think is a Godfather reference. I would assume so, yes. Which we've already literally seen this exact reference in The Simpsons with snowballs, just to Bart instead of Homer. Um but then, so then Flanders shows up and tries to defend Homer, uh, and gets also hit with snowballs until I believe they are interrupted by a light in the sky, right? Basically, yes. Which I, I think is Mole Man's flare, if I remember correctly. Yes, they they calm down when they see a, a star, which they think is a sign from God, I assume, but it's actually a flare from a, trapped on some Mole Man, which. I I like the trapped mole man gag. It's that they, is very Simpsony. It's they, fine. Yeah, it's fine. I've done that before, but I'll take it. I I, I can deal with. Uh, I frankly, Matt, I'm a sucker. I will anytime they have mole man probably about to die in some terrible predicament. I'm gonna laugh. I think it's funny. He calls the he calls he calls the wolves that are attacking him rescue dogs. Uh, it's a good joke. I got it. So I laugh even even as the rest of this plot makes zero sense. So, uh, Flanders begins to pray, 
is stopped by Quimby. Uh, Quimby says there's no preying on city property. That's definitely that's not a thing. You're allowed to prey on city property, and most city property, a lot of city property has stuff, religion, all over it. Oh yeah, there. So I don't. A lot of people. A lot of people. Something to understand is the First Amendment says they will not show preference for any one religion, and the easiest way to do that is to not have any religion. But that's not how a lot of people have seen it. Yeah, I, I understand what the laws in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and all that stuff about our government. People don't follow that stuff. They don't care. They just do whatever. And if your government does, you don't enforce a law that it basically doesn't exist. Um, so I don't. And it's a very strange thing where the Simpsons have always said oh yeah no prayer in schools and no prayer at city property i'm like that's not i don't know if you guys did you guys did all did everyone in the simpsons just go to school in like la like they're all from hollywood so they don't understand how normal people's schools are like in rural florida perhaps because guess what i went to school in rural florida plenty of prayer there's plenty of prayer i believe in them before every football game we had a prayer over the PA for everyone. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Um, so okay, we're almost there, Matt. We're almost there. Almost. We're almost there. So, uh, we every but everyone's happy now. All of a sudden, and Homer decides to uh, not Homer. Everyone, I get Homer. They decide. I don't know. Everyone gets their presents back, except they're not the right presents. We get a mo suicide joke, and then we get an ending. It's all right here in this beautiful little clip. Let's just say that on this day, a million years ago, a dude was born who most of us think was magic. But others don't, and that's cool. But we're probably right. Amen. Amen! And now, I think the only thing left to do is return all your gifts. Ned? It'd be my pleasure, Homer. Joy. Let's see what we've uh, got here. Oh, it's a new brassiere. But I don't even have them, but okay. I'll make pretend. What a great Christmas. Not even Moe's annual suicide attempt can ruin it. I ain't got all day, drama queen. Get it over with. I will. And then you'll all wish you was nicer to me. You... Yeah, who am I kidding? I ain't gonna jump. <laughs> oh! Hearts the herald angels sing On earth that mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Today is the birthday of our Lord Jesus Christ and singer Barbara Mandrell. Merry Christmas. Ha ha, Robbie. Ha ha. May we all ha together. Are they laughing at us? It feels like they are. A little bit, yeah. Like, look what you just watched. It, uh, it's so frustrating. Like, the first, like, it feels like, oh, they're going somewhere. They know what they're doing. And then it just is like, no, this is a bunch of garbage. It's just random stuff happens at the end. And then we get a fake happy Christmas, fake Merry Christmas ending with a uh, Christmas hymn. And you're like, oh, okay. Why? What does this have to... Matt, I remember it was 15 minutes ago where we're talking about Homer being selfish. Mm-hmm. And the and so, wouldn't the res, 
how, wouldn't you resolve this by Homer realizing something about himself and about his selfishness and all that? Instead of him becoming a Grinch all of a sudden in competition with Flanders, and then everyone just gets pre- random presents, and they sing a song, and there's a most suicide joke? Like, what is happening? They ran out of story and decided, you know what's an easy way to get out of this quickly? Let's just throw in a whole bunch of random jokes and call it a day. I don't know. <laughs> what is... You can, I get that. You know, I want to take the Simpsons by like their collar and just shake them. Like, can I? The, the Simpsons, like as a like, if they were like a personified being, I just want to. Sh- I just want to grab them by the collar and be like, "What are you doing? You were almost to a good episode, and then you fell apart. What are you doing?" Fantastic question, Robbie. Would love to know. <sighs> Andrew was right, by the way, last week when he's when he. We he briefly mentioned like this is not a good episode. No, he's right. It's mm-hmm. not good. Um it I don't know. It's very strange because I feel like there's there's funny jokes in it, which is more than I can say for a lot of recent like some of these episodes. That is true. No humor at all. No laughter. I smiled, I smirked, I laughed multiple times in this episode. I think some of the gags are really good. And the plot has a good start. In a kind of okay middle. And then a terrible ending. That makes zero sense. It's just, it's like, hey, random Christmas ending. That's all we, it's just like, oh, let's just throw some Christmas crap there at the end. A happy ending with Homer talking about Jesus. And we're, it's not going to really make sense. And like, it feels like this is just like, it feels like Simpsons Christmas Mad Libs. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, We'll rank it at the end of the show. Oh, Robbie, is this episode broken? I think so. Yeah, it certainly seems to be that way. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick fix. Uh You know, I'm going by my gut, Matt, and my gut says it is. I don't know what else to, like, it's funny, and it starts off very well, Mm -hmm. but then it just completely falls apart, and I feel like it's it's not a hard fix. I'll say that. You know, it's not like it's not like some of these episodes where we're like, well, let's just tear everything down and start over. You don't have to do that with this one. No, because the first almost half of this is pretty good. Yeah, exactly. It makes it like it feels like, oh, right. This is a a classic Simpsons episode with Homer as, you know, having uh, having some kind of moral ethical problem with himself People acknowledging Homer is selfish and him trying to fix it, trying to do his best to fix it. I think the largest problem is that it just resolves his problem too fast. He's suddenly the nicest man in town. And you're like, well, why? Why would you go that far that quickly? Fantastic question. I mean, that that right there suggests what the end of the episode should be. is We should extend out Homer being a jerk and how long it takes him to realize that. And then he can have one thing at the end where they said, okay, this is how he's going to make it up. Yeah, like you, you, we identify the problem at the end of Act 1. I think Act 2 is Homer figure out what he needs to do to, you know, resolve his problems, resolve his, his problem of selfishness. And and probably face trouble as he's trying to do those things, like and probably I 
I don't know. I would feel like it's like, oh, I need to make this grand gesture to represent I'm not selfish anymore. Like, maybe he tries to do nice things and no one buys it. They think he's just still being himself. So he decides, oh, I need to do this thing. End of Act 2, we get to him going like, oh, I need to do this thing. Big problem that's standing in the way. Act 3, he finds a way around it. We resolve with that Merry Christmas ending. We're good to go. I don't know. Are we, though? Are we? No, we're not. I mean, this our episode doesn't exist, unfortunately, Matt. That's the thing. This episode does. Yeah. At least, technically. We haven't gotten to the canon yet, but, uh, m- you know, maybe the, the canon can decide. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I really wish we had a, a real canon that I could shoot episodes out of. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I I mean, that's that's a fix, right? That's easy. It is, yeah. Why? Why did... Am, am I a genius, Matt? No, I think that is something that everyone could have seen very easily, uh, but they just did not. They decided that that was too difficult or they ran out of time or something, and they just said, you know what? Nah. I, Matt, the correct answer is, yes, you are a genius. Well, obviously you're a genius, but not about this. <laughs> I'm not it. I don't know. I don't know what the word gen- genius. Genius is a word that doesn't really mean anything, Matt, I think. That's a, my That's actual true. answer. Kanye can call himself a genius. The word has lost all meaning. I mean, Kanye is real good at music. I mean, uh, in, in real in life, I don't know. I would not uh, less. Yeah. I'd be less charitable. But in music, he's really good. But turns out you can be good at one thing and be bad at other stuff. Does that make you a genius? It's like a lot of geniuses. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, let's we can we we that's uh, I think we fixed this episode, Matt. We can pat ourselves on the back. We move on. For next segment, it's time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments to the news group is where I look through the Homers.net forum, uh, see what people thought about episode when it came out. Uh, what they thought of it, I pulled some reviews, etc., etc. Um, Matt? Yes. This, I think, I want to say, this is the highest percentage of perfect scores that an episode has gotten yet. Wow. I just... Everyone seems to really like this. 59%. Two, over 200 people in the poll voted 5 out of 5. Perfect. Perfect score. Uh, and then another 25% gave it a 4 out of 5. So that's 85% think this is a great or perfect. Or good and great, maybe, even, if you want to be charitable. Only 2.3% gave it a 1, and 3.4% gave it a 2. So vast majority think they love this episode like or love it um here we go got some reviews uh what an excellent episode probably the best episode of the algene era and it's even very good compared to the entire series been waiting so long for an episode like this five out of five a plus exclamation point exclamation point exclamation point hmm (laughs) next review five out of five this was the best episode in a long time I wasn't sure when I read the preview, but I was so very wrong. I laughed the whole time. Rod's joke was excellent. One problem at a time. All oh, right, there was a there's a gay panic joke in there about Rod and wanting to dress like a lady. I think we didn't yes. even me- we didn't mention that, which is hilarious. Isn't it hilarious that Flanders hilarious. is af- Flanders is afraid his son wants to dress like a lady. Ha! One problem at a time. Who? Um. Continuing the review, haha, I've been waiting so long for an episode like this. It reminded me a lot of the first season. 
Actually, the state with a plot this time. Loved the claymation. Loved everything. Finally, the Simpsons are back. Also, yeah, the claymation. I like the claymation, too. The weird breaking from the traditional animation that they do in the, some of the, yeah. Christmas, the Christmas parodies. I, I like it. Um, if the rest of the episode was good. Um, next up. Uh, it was okay. Paul was good, though a little silly near the end. Some of the characters did seem a bit too zany. Marge and the pork chop scene comes to mind. Really? That's the one, that's the one you pick? Marge and the pork chop scene? She's talking about how she likes... She Homer gave her food. What about Homer literally uh-huh. slithering on the ground during his... Okay. However, the claymation scenes were pretty funny. As usual for the newer episodes, not fantastic, but a pretty good shot. And finally, uh, okay, I'm the guy who voted one out of five. I don't understand how everyone could love this episode more than anything. I'll admit the Astrolabe was hilarious, as were various other gags, but Flanders was way out of character. This episode was all over the place. I'm sorry this is nowhere near as good as last week's episode. What was all the claymation crap? I mean, is this a cartoon show? This seemed like a Scully episode to me. I like my parodies more subtle than this. Blech. I mean, he's wrong about the claymation, because that was actually kind of interesting. But everything else is pretty spot on. Yeah, I don't know if I give it a one out of five. If I'm if I have to pick a solid number, I might go two out of five. I think two is 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 justified. But still, I don't. There were ever it was really strange reading through this man because I I you know I see the, only the final results of the poll. We all do, but apparently there was like at this point in the first you know few days I guess only one person had voted one out of five and so everyone else was like where's this one out of five guy explain yourself uh, I'm like explain himself did you watch this episode the third act makes no sense all right well Robbie uh, people watching this had been conditioned on years and years of Scully episodes so they're used to that they're like, oh of course the third act has no connection to the rest of the episode yeah you're probably right um that's it from the reviews they loved it I don't know why they were brainwashed and thinking Christmas schmaltz was good enough to overwhelm any sense of plot or meaning or theme. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, next up, our next segment is time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Uh, listener question of the week this week is what is your favorite crusty quote? Lots of great answers. Several very popular answers repeated many times, which I don't blame you. Uh, first, from Alex uh, Mod. Excuse me, Edna. I don't think we're talking about love here. We are talking about S-E-X in front of the C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N. Crusty. Sex cauldron? I thought they closed that place down. Uh, very popular answer. Uh, from Benjamin. I thought the generals were due. Yeah. Uh, from Timothy. Yes, I was drinking gasoline, mother. Mother. Uh, Gun Gun Griffin, Sex Cauldron. I thought they closed that place down. Like I said, very popular. Uh, from Lauren, very simple. What I yelled multiple times at my television during Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 5. What the hell was that? Yeah, I'm gonna, here, brief aside. Spoilers for anyone who is not aware of how Game of Thrones ended. Bran? Really? I mean, he can see into the past anywhere he wants to. I mean, at the very least, he should be at high levels of government just for that ability alone. Matt. Hmm. Name, can you th- think of your 10 favorite characters from Game of Thrones? My 10 favorite characters? Is Bran on that list? Top 10? I think so, yeah. Are you? 
you're no, I refuse. You're he's a like nine or ten, but no. I mean, he's still he's still Bran. Okay, the Bleh. problem is I've read the books and I probably have too much of the book Bran in my head. Book Bran is also boring. He doesn't do anything. He just sits there and not looks at looks through birds. Who cares? Get him out of my screen. He's not my king. <laughs> okay, not my king. I know no one cares about Game of Thrones now, but still, Bran. Uh, moving on. James at under James underscore Warwick. Uh, now nine times out of ten, I would go with Krusty's. What the hell was that reaction to Worker Parasite? That short being one of my favorite things in TV. Period. However, I feel it'd be a popular choice. I so I can go with a quote from The Simpsons' 138th episode, Spectacular. Krusty, can I play Hemorrhoid Suffer Number One? Oh, oh, that hurts. Oh, is there no relief? I uh, don't think so. Well, how about one of the after guys? Ah, that's better. I can ride a bike again. Uh, a joke I never got as a kid, but I appreciate so much as an adult. Uh, Evil Starlight at Evil Starlight. I work like I drink. Alone or with a monkey watching. <laughs> it's a very good, that's a very good under, that's a, that's a uh-huh. underrated one. Uh, Gina Man at Eugene. Thing is. It is. Gina Man at Eugene R. McGrath. Garnish my celery? <laughs> uh, Jacob at Blazing Sky 2. I deserve that. Uh, when he taunted Lisa with a scepter and was struck by lightning after she'd become Little Miss Springfield. Uh, Severin at Severin VM. It's a joke. When you give me that look, it's a joke. That was definitely my second choice. I just, that is so great. As well as, let's just say it moved me to a bigger house. Oops. I said the quiet part loud and the loud part quiet. Uh, from Sean at Real Sean Smith. Through the years, I've glug glugged my share of whoa, and n-n-n-n-n-n-n my share of a wooga. Uh, from Lauren at Elkhaven 88. They drove a dump truck full of money to my house. I'm not made of stone. Oh, these are so good. Uh, from Jason at Alan Mason 19. Bah, what good is respect without the moolah to back it up? Everywhere I go, I see teachers driving Ferraris, research scientists drinking champagne. I try to drink a Coke on the bus, and they took away my pass. That's no life for a famous clown. Uh, from the professor, yes, I would, Kent. I slugged some jerk in Tahoe. They gave me one to three. My high-priced lawyer sprung me on a technicality. I'm just visiting Springfield Prison. I get to sleep at home tonight. I don't have the register. I cannot go down as low as Krusty uh, or Johnny Cash, for that matter. Uh, from AR at Yes, it's Aaron. I can't decide between, you people are pigs. I personally am going to spit in every 50th burger, and those are supposed to be baggy pants. Baggy! Uh, Will at Will's World MN. You mean like that bozo, Bonko the Clown? <laughs> and friendly from Donnie at the that the Dessue. Are you nuts? I could barely get through one show on Friday, even with a, you know, smelling flowers. Such expensive flowers filled with remorse. Sure, from our last episode. But what's your answer? So my answer is, uh, they drove a dump truck full of money up to my house. I'm not made of stone. Because I think that's something we could all relate to. If someone backed a dump truck full of money up to our homes, we would let them put our name on a crappy summer camp, probably. No, my brand, there's just, you know, you can't put a price tag on respect, man. Uh-huh. I I, I just want everyone to know, I absolutely have a price. <laughs> I don't know what it is, because every situation is different, but I definitely have a price. I also have a price. My answer is, 
Yes, I was drinking gasoline, mother. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me laugh every time. I was, it's like in, and I, you know, maybe another day I'd pick something that's a little bit more subtle or whatever. Puh, makes me laugh. That's all I want right now. Next to his question, what is your favorite Flanders quote? Oh, Ned. Oh, Neddy Poo. I remember when Ned was a character I liked. Yeah, when he had a understandable character. So, you know. Mm-hmm. That'll be next week, but I'll post it on our Twitter, at Twitter, on, at Twitter, at Simpsons Show Pod. Uh, you can email us at SimpsonsShowPod at gmail.com, and you can find the question on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show, which has uh, the post is public, so anyone can see it. Uh, we move on, Matt, to our next segment. It's time for the No Goal Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Go Go Trivia Challenge, where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium, and one hard, and try and stump the other. I have a narrow one-point lead going into this episode, our seventh of the season. Mm-hmm. Need to keep it that way, Matt. Uh-huh. I don't feel confident. I felt more confident last we'll week. See, Robbie. But I felt more confident last Robbie, week. you have to be confident in yourself. You know this. I, mm, Do I? Yeah. And what if it's really stupid to be confident, considering I've lost almost every single season? Well, then the more confident you are, the more likely you are to win. Uh, then I'm definitely going to win. Here I come. Okay. Victory. What Are you ready for an easy question, Matt? I am ready. In Grift of the Magi, what toy becomes the new hot Christmas gift? <gasps> I believe that is the Funzo. That is correct. All right. Your questions are all from the lastest gun in the West. No. Oh, uh, Robbie, what is the name of the famous cowboy that Bart meets in The Last Discount in the West? Um, I don't remember. I have no idea. Really? Okay. Um, Matt, do you think I remember a, anything about it? There's a, he has a horse and it has a spot on it. I don't, uh, I don't, he had a name, but I don't remember. I have no idea. No, okay. zero remember. It is, it is Buck McCoy. Buck McCoy. Yeah, like, it can be anything. You could have told me his name was Shoot McGraw. I and like, all right, cool. All right, all right, all right. Name my kid Shoot. Did you see, have you seen that, the meme about rancher names popping around on Twitter? Rancher names? I can't say that I did. There's a kid named Rope. Someone named their baby wow. Rope. They're a rancher and they named their baby Rope. I just want to, we're, we're post, we're post satire. You can't, there's no, you can't, the onion is the news right now. All right, your meme question, Matt. What two board games does Lisa suggest to pass the time in Grift of the Magi? She suggests, um, oh god, what? I want to say it's Hippo in the House. I'm thinking of a different episode, I'm pretty sure. Crap. <laughs> All the Monopolies. Ross the Monopoly. Hippo in the House. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't remember these particular board games. Two classics, Matt. I believe we even debated we wished one was a real game. Uh, the first is Clam Traffic Jam. Yeah. And the second is The Game of County Seats. County Seats. How could I forget? They they have done so many board game jokes. I can't remember what it comes from, which episodes they are. From. But I would absolutely play The Game of County Seats. Oh, for sure. That's I mean, it. I have the gerrymandering game that I need to learn how to play for next time you visit. What's the what is what game is that? Uh, if you just search gerrymandering board game, it is oh. literally the only one. But I, it's, it's really interesting. I was I, I was thinking about the the there's a German election game called Die oh. D 
Demacher or something like that. D I don't know. Uh, I can't speak German. M A C H E R. I don't know. All right. What is my medium question, Matt? Your medium question. What is the full name of Buck's horse? Billy. This uh, is what, yeah, is I this mean, what you're this doing is... to me? This is what you're doing to me, man? Apparently, I thought you knew more about this episode. Why would I? I why would I on, I've seen the last is gone the last probably three times in my entire life, Matt. What like his full horse name is what? What kind of his horse's full name? How many names does a horse have? Well, he has I'm, a first name, and I, then he has a uh, okay, you know. Harold something uh, McCoy, Harold Laser Gun McCoy. I'm sorry, Robbie. It's Frank the Wonder Horse. Okay. Again, man, you can be making this up. I'd be like, sure. What I did like that. Mm-hmm. Just I even I like glasses. Gun that I don't even remember this crap. All right, your hard question. Who guest stars in Krusty's Holiday Special in that episode? In that episode, yeah, I was about to say. Um, okay, let me think. In that episode, oh boy, uh, Shushisha, I believe, is one of them. Um, the Dixie Chicks and i don't remember i know there's one more person i, I want to say it's mr t he was just in our last episode man it's not gonna be in two episodes <laughs> i'm pretty sure you're wrong but okay i mean not the real mr t like it could have maybe like a a fake now you got me questioning myself i'm gonna make sure i got all of them but no you're entirely wrong you, you didn't get any of them right but let me oh okay let me make sure that no i was right you're thinking of a different episode entirely uh tia leone beck the dixie chicks and Patrick Ewing. Back. And Patrick Ewing, that's who I was thinking of. Uh, that's who I was thinking Who of. was the first one again? Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Who is that? <laughs> she's an actress. I don't, I'm trying to remember movie, like very pop, popular movies she's in. I can picture her. She's Tia Leone. Um, she was in Bad Boys. Okay. Okay. She's in Deep Impact, Jurassic Park 3. She's currently, or she was in a television show called Madam Secretary. 120 episodes. Wow. How do we, there's so many, tel- so much television now that I, she was married to David Duchovny for a long time. Okay. So a very 90s career. I think she mostly, for she, I don't know, she's been working the whole time. So I think she just is like, yeah, she's picking her spots more as she aged. And she was in a terrible fun with Dick and Jane, Jim Carrey movie. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, she's in the X-Files. I guess that's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Tia Leone, I recognize her. I think it's mostly in from Bad Boys. Okay. She's the lady in Bad Boys. Fair enough. Are you ready for your hard question, Robbie? Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to get it. All right. Uh, what movie is the moose in Buck McCoy's front yard from? <laughs> All right. What movie? The moose. What movie is the moose in Buck McCoy's front yard from? That is the question, correct? Okay, well, let me brainstorm some random Western uh, name. Is it a real movie? I'm assuming it's a fake movie. No, it is not. Okay, that's safe enough. Um, the Moose is from uh, Zorro versus the Martians. A good try. Uh, it is actually gunfight at the Museum of Natural History. That's not a good try, Matt. You don't have to. You don't have to pity, pity me with your. I mean, compliments. it's the kind of thing I would have also guessed. Gunfight at the Natural History Museum. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like those Night at the Museum uh, movies, starring Ben Stiller. Exactly. Kevin is Kevin James in those. Feels like Kevin James would be in those. He has to be in those, right? Not all of them. Robin Williams was in at least one of them as Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, yeah. 
that's it. Matt has now tied me. See, that's what happens. Matt, I, I was confident, Matt. Guess what happened? Well, I'm sorry, Robbie. I thought you would at least remember the name of the cowboy, because that's usually how we go. The easy questions we almost always get, the uh, medium questions are going to have a toss-up, and none of us get the other person's hard questions ever. Matt, that's not true. You've got, I've got six points. This, in the fact, the furriest, I got six points. I got all the questions right. Um, I don't, who's the boy in this, in the Simpsons? The son? Who's that? Bart? Is that right? (laughs) Yes, that is Bart. Okay, good. I got that right. Uh Uh-huh. My brain is melting out of my ears, Matt, every day. It just, I get dumber, okay? You gotta, you gotta slowly... But that's what happens when you get old. Yeah, I know. Let's move on past my failure. Uh, we can move on to our final second segment. We end every episode with this time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Hmm. This is a very tricky thing we have matt this episode is tricky i mean that's true because i think it's better than our truly terrible episodes but there's a lot of of room below those or above them i mean where things are just not like awful but are pretty bad i mean we're looking at things like money can't buy me love that's not truly terrible but it's pretty bad and i I think this is probably better than that overall um hmm i think Hmm. It's definitely hmm. Oof, boy. Um. All right. Is it better or worse than Bart to the Future? Bart to the Future. Uh. Hmm. I think it's worse. Personally. Yeah, uh, it's probably worse than Bart to the Future. Bart to the Future has some semblance of a plot. I mean, we're actually looking at a season one episode, Homer's Odyssey, which was for the long time was our worst episode. Do you think it's better or worse than that? I'm thinking it's just slightly worse, but I think it's better than worst episode ever. I think it's slightly better than Homer's Odyssey. Homer's Odyssey just has okay. no laughs at all. That is definitely true. Yeah, it is sad. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad. Like, that's all the episode is. It's just like, it feels like a Jimmy Stewart movie. Uh, like, it feels like a, it's a wonderful life or something. Where it's just like, eh, sadness for in a while. And you're like, okay. Maybe I don't want to see my main character attempt suicide. I don't really think that's a funny thing. Um, I I mean, I don't... The Simpsons, like, it's really strange because it has those laughs and it has holiday stuff and I think some of it's really good. But then it just completely falls on its face. It just, by the end of it, it just is nothing. And I... Endings are really important, turns out. It, that's true. A good ending can save a bad episode, and a bad ending can really destroy what seems like is going to be a good episode. And this ending is just empty schmaltz. And, like, that's even, I don't know, which is even worse. I think, you know, I think I do know which is worse, but it's still not good. It's just, like, here, a, a Christmas song, and everyone's happy. And you're like, well, why are they happy? Oh, because the plot plot dictates? Oh, cool. Mm. Um. So above Homer's Odyssey, is that okay, Matt? I think I'm I'm good with that. That's a new number two fifty two on the list. Tis the fifteenth season. At least I know what season's in. Need to clean mm-hmm. up this list. It's a big old mess. Um. Well, Matt. Before we move on, before we end the show, we have a sub segment. I always say I I know I say the the best episode ever is our final segment, but I need. I I finally pulled a clip 
for our last our I guess it's a a portion of our final of the best episode ever segment and it is a shot out of the cannon. In which Matt and I decide if an episode is a part of the canon or not. Is this episode part of the canon, Matt? Um, I would probably <laughs> say no because well, it's it's right on the cusp because I it's not really necessary, but it doesn't hurt anybody overall. I mean, it's it's kind of a, a downer to Ned's character, but really that's close. I mean, we have Jerk Homer, uh, which I feel like is well established as being part of Homer's characters that he can be a jerk, but. I don't know. It's going to come down to you because I could see it going either way. I see how it is. Pun it. That's that's what you you, yep. you pun it over to me. I get it. Um, I think at the end of the day, I am going to say no because Homer chloroforms a baby. That's a good point. Let's 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 get rid of that part for sure. No, and nothing else in this episode is is like so valuable and so important that it must belong, and the fact that. They decided, you know what? We don't need to do it. We can insert a dozen other different jokes in here while Homer is exploring people's houses. We have the entire, res- all the residents of Springfield, Homer is in all of their houses during the night. We could have a, a small insert gag of any of them. But instead, we opt to have Homer chloroform a baby. And this is not hyperbole, guys. He, re- he literally, one of Pooh's kids walks in. Toddle toddles in, Homer rubs a, a rag full of chloroform in his face until he falls asleep. So, boom! Shot out of the cannon. Not a part of official Simpsons lore. Never happened. Uh, we jump up to the top of the list. Um, you only moved twice, Matt. This is, I, I think we're, we're, we're getting at the stuff that's a little bit, you know, the, the Stranger episodes, you only moved twice. Is that that's part true. of- That's true. But- even though it's strange, it's still a really good episode and, and reveals something great about Homer's character that I think we is worth at least considering keeping. I mean, I think it's part of the canon, but it is – I think that's the thing. I think when you look at all these great episodes, and some of them are really – like, You Only Move Twice, I think, is very strange because literally there's a Bond villain in it who's like yeah. cap- conquered part of the East Coast or something. Otherwise, it's just Homer getting a new boss that he likes. Yeah. Like they move to a new town. That's weird. And then they move back. Um, but it's the little miscellaneous details that you go, mm. but then I go, no, I'm I'm fine with that. It's not, you know, because hey, Scorpio is a cool character. That's hilarious. But one of the best guest characters of all time. So I don't care if it's weird. And that's the thing. Like, it's never the fact that it's weird or strange. It's always the fact that it's usually because the weird stuff is poorly written or it is lazy and doesn't make sense within the context of the episode. Hey, Scorpio makes perfect sense, even though he's a crazy character. Yes, of course, he only moved twice as part of the canon. Guess what, Matt? What, Robbie? Our burning is basically done for the week. We don't oh, have. Thank we don't have to. We don't have to talk about any more of this not good episode. Uh, but before we go, you can find this list at our website, thesimpsonshow.com. I need updated. I know. I'm sorry. I've been busy trying to get a book ready. Uh, but I will, I promise, as soon as it's... I, I'll get to it. Just take some time. Um, but links there to all our stuff, our Twitter, our RSS feed, our Patreon, if you want to help us out, help out the show. We really appreciate it. Get a bunch of bonus contests, bonus podcasts along the way. We we love you. Me and Matt both pledge our undying appreciation for you for helping us out. 
Um, I'm online on Twitter at Robbie Dorman, and you can find my stuff, all the things I do, on my website, RobbieDorman.com, which includes links to my other podcasts and links to purchase my horror novels. My newest novel, The Split Circle, it's a story, horror mystery of an American exiled in a small, rundown Eastern European city who must investigate a soccer death cult. You can find it on Amazon, read it for free with Kindle Unlimited. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is accurate. Uh, in fact, the only way to contact me these days is through telepathic waves. So all you have to do is think real hard at me, and eventually, once it bounces between all the other uh, telepathic people in the world, yes, it is a mesh network. I'm sorry. There is no privacy. So you're going to be telling a lot of people your secrets. So if you're okay with that, just think real hard at your local psychic. I may get messed up with all the other mats throughout history, but, you know, we can give it a shot. I think Robbie didn't know that I was psychic. I, I, I have some. Let's. Hmm. I'm Robbie, and I'm Matt. And you keep watching this episode. Shh. 